how fast you're going. What? How fast you're going. I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to another episode of Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host, Iceman. And this one's going to be different. We do have a guest. She, I don't like saying fans or nothing like that because I don't think, why would I have a fan? She is a, a, a avid listener. She's definitely a um, <clears throat> clubhouse member. So we're going to introduce JoJo. And what's really neat is she is all the way in Australia. So we have to get our time schedule right because it is uh like 5.30 p.m. here, and it's uh, morning time for her over there. But, so let's welcome in JoJo. Hello, JoJo. Hello, Iceman. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. She is not a law enforcement, but she's gonna. what we're going to do is she's going to ask me some questions. And I'm not going to lie. We have spoke yesterday, and we spoke some today. But I have no clue what she's going to ask me. She, <laughs> she, she went to, and I was like, nope, nope, I don't want to know. I'd rather just come at it you know raw and uh not prepared for it so i don't think she's gonna try to stick me out or nothing but so when she does ask me questions we're uh it's gonna be the first time i hear them all so okay are you ready <laughs> whenever whenever you are okay so what was the driving force behind becoming a police officer for you all right when i was a kid well says so when I was a kid, I used to watch uh, Chips, the TV show a whole oh, lot. Oh, I love that show. Yes, yeah. and I wanted to be a motorcycle cop. Then I kind of, eh, I guess I kind of want to say I grew out of it. I actually, when I got out of high school, I actually went to college to be a mortician in the funeral service business, and I was in college to be a mortician, and I was working in a funeral home as an apprentice, uh, doing some embalming and still, you know, to get my license. Uh, this funeral home was on the West Bank of New Orleans, in Jefferson Parish, and we we picked up. I, well, I say I picked up a lot of uh, kids, babies, and stuff like that. And I was still young; I was like 19 years old. Uh, and just one day, I was like, "I'm tired of picking up and mafting and deal with these little dead kids." So I ended up quitting. Did some odd and end jobs. Ended up working for the state in uh corrections was a prison guard in a state penitentiary and uh I actually worked with this guy and I, I didn't know anything about like reserve work or nothing like that and I, I was working with this one guy and uh he got on a reserve uh the sheriff's office where he lived at and I was like that sounds fun. I mean being a cop I said being a cop ought to be really fun. I mean I was kinda, you know, doing the you know, a little bit like law enforcement. I was just on the keeping them side not catching them so uh i decided to try it and uh 
put my application to be a reserve and everything else. And actually, when I became a reserve, it was probably in 92 or 93. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually had to, buy, I had to buy all my own equipment. I had to buy my own uniform, my own duty belt, my weapon, and all that stuff back then. So, I mean, I had to, I mean, I was pretty much into it. And then I started riding and I fell in love with it after that. I'm like, yeah, I just want to be a cop full time. Yeah. Especially a motor cop. That's it. Well, back actually when I started with the department, they didn't have motorcycle cops. So the department I got on started at, we didn't have motorcycle cops. I don't know if they ever would. I mean, so that was just kind of like one of those uh, dreams I had. And one day the sheriff did say, uh, because every time I saw the sheriff, I'd say, hey, you need to get some motorcycles on a red motorcycle. And he just kind of laughed, you know. The white man's crazy. But one day, I don't know what changed his mind, he, he decided he wanted to start a motor division. So, of course, you had to sign up, you know, because they had all these other people, you know, in the department. So I signed up, and they sent, uh, well, besides the guy who was going to be supervisor, they sent like six of us, six or seven of us to, to motor school where you got to certify on a motorcycle. And uh, out of the six, the four of us got full-time motors not including the supervisor but uh i happened to be one of the four and uh when i left that department i was the last original motor guy that uh was in that department that started i was the original one of the original motor guys that started in that division when i left i was the last one the last one standing. Yeah, well, believe it or not, uh, being a motor cop is uh, a young man's sport, <laughs> a young man's job, not a sport. But, and I'm not exactly a spring chicken. Is that because you can't get your leg over the bike anymore? No, it, but <laughs> sometimes it feels like it. I'm telling you the truth, riding that motorcycle, like I said, I've been on motors probably now for, for at least 20 years. Uh, yeah. And, uh it it takes it takes a beat on your body. It's not like riding in a car, which you have a duty belt on, but we don't have no backrest on the motorcycles, so you have no back support. I've yeah. been over I've been over the hood of two cars in yeah. motorcycle crashes, and then I've been down another time. Me and another motor cop had a incident where we ended up cra- we hit each other. Which don't yeah. I know it sounds you know cops hit each other. It happens. It happens all over. We had a radio malfunction. We had been telling them we needed new radios, which is a big expense because uh, a lot of departments they don't realize that the the I have a radio mounted on my bike. A lot of the departments, some the guys I work with didn't want one mounted on the bike. They work off a of portable that plugs into their helmet. I like a mounted one, so I went and talked to the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Well, this one radio is like six thousand dollars. For one radio. Wow. That's not, wow. I mean, that's just for the radio on the bike. And uh, so it's, it's a big expense, but we had been telling them, hey, we need new radios, new radios. Well, we got them after that. The guy, uh, I call him Hondo. He's a SWAT team commander now. He's uh, not on motors anymore. And, uh, but we, uh, we were doing a funeral. All my wrecks have been doing funerals. And uh, I didn't know because our radios wasn't working right. I didn't know he had dropped off and he was going left. That's when we call it going left is when we leapfrog. When the funeral's going by, I'm holding an intersection. Once the last car gets there, we drive basically on the wrong side of the road back up to the front. Well, I didn't know he was back there. 
I saw the rear end, the rear of the package coming. I popped my clutch out a little bit and I banked up to an upright position, getting ready to go forward. And all of a sudden, all of a thing, I knew something hit me and I was slammed to the ground. I'm like, what the hell hit me? Because it all yeah. seems like it's in slow motion. And as I'm falling, I'm looking and I see his bike just flipping and tumbling down the road and I see him sliding and stuff behind it. So I jumped up and ran over to him. I didn't even realize until he ended up lacerating his spleen. I think he bruised his liver. He ended up having out. two surgeries uh, on his foot. Uh, he was out for almost a year. And uh, I was on my way home because I just thought I had some road rash and stuff. And I stopped. we stopped to get something to eat. And they went to hand me a – it was at Burger King. They went to hand me a cup. And I couldn't hold the cup. In one hand, I could grip it, but I couldn't hold it. I was like, my shoulder wasn't working right. And I went to grab it with the other hand, and it wasn't working right. Because I finally had a third-degree separation in one shoulder. I had broke some bones in another shoulder. And this, oh, was hour, this was hours afterwards because when my adrenaline, I guess, finally just dissipated, that's when the the pain hit me. So Yeah. So how long were you off work after that one? I was I was out for a couple, probably a month or a month or two, two months or so. He was out longer. It was funny because he had to go back and forth to the hospital, and I was on light duty. So now you got these two crippled up cops, and I'm picking, <laughs> I'm over here picking him up, driving him to the hospital, <laughs> into the doctor's offices and stuff. So, so, so yeah, but that, my other two was uh, also when I. Like I said, when I was doing escorts. But I don't yeah. know. I just As a kid, I wanted to be a cop. That kind of disappeared. And then, uh, like I said, it just kind of happened. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. Well, I could give you um, a cliche answer like everybody else. Yeah. Oh, I'm because a cop because I, I just people. wanted to help people. I do enjoy it. I do like helping people. I mean, it was one of the things I do enjoy. Yeah. I do enjoy it. But people don't usually want to help until, you know. <laughs> Until you find out what real people are like. Yeah. <laughs> then you're like, what am I doing this shit for? Oh, yeah. It's like, well, that's why us old salty cops like me, everybody's like, oh, he's a cynical. Okay, he's just this. He's an asshole. He's like, well, after doing this, like I said, I'm, what, come up 27 years, uh, it, yeah. it, it makes you, it, it does harden you up pretty good. It makes you a. I think that's just life in general because when you reach a certain age, you do become very salty. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am more gr uh, grumpy in my old age. Yeah, we get less tolerant of stupidity, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Like, yeah. Bam tells me, you need medicine. She said, you're grumpy. I'm like, I'm not grumpy. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Okay, so what does a typical day in your job look like? Well, I get up at 4.30. I'm a motor cop. Uh, department I work at now, I work from 7 a.m. in the morning to 3 p.m. in the afternoon. And then sometimes yeah. I'll go write tickets on the interstate, the highway, freeway, whatever people want to call it. Yes. After I get off for, like, overtime money. And then, uh, but I get up at 4.30 every morning because I have to be at work for 7. And I don't like being rushed. I get up, you know, I shower, you know. Yeah, and shave, do what I have to do, put my uniform on. I'm, I'll fix myself. Sometimes I fix breakfast and lunch, but I usually 
fix myself just some sandwiches or something for lunch. Because uh, yep. I get tired of eating out all the time. I said, if I'm going to eat out, I'm supposed to just bring my my own food. It's cheaper. Yeah. But I fix my lunch. You know, I let the, our big dogs out. We have five Great Danes. And uh, I drive into work in the morning. It takes me, I'm 40 miles from where I work at. And so it takes me in the morning. It takes anywhere between 38 to 40 minutes on an average. And as long as it's nothing, no crashes or nothing, if something else happened, it could take me an hour. Wow. I don't, I, we don't have uh, a roll call or nothing like that. I just go 10 8 on the radio. I let them know I'm 10 8 and I'm on duty. And then some mornings yeah. we have school zones. We switch out. I work a school zone for two weeks and be off a school zone for a week. And all three of us switch out on the school zones directing traffic, which is yeah. it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> It'd be pretty uh, hectic. Wouldn't it with the school zones? Oh, it's it's more to get the buses in and out, and I don't yeah. I don't know about in Australia, but everywhere the two departments I have worked for it seems like a lot of people at schools just I don't they just insist on bringing their children to school. It's like that's what they have with the school bus. Put them on a school bus. Yeah, they're just protective, I guess. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, still breastfeeding when they're in high school, so. <laughs> <laughs> pull it out but after after school zone uh my little routine unless i get a call uh i'll go meet up with the tot sometimes and have a one cup of, i'll drink a cup of coffee sometimes most of the time sometimes i don't and uh after that i might go write tickets uh it's kind of up in the air uh depends on if we have any funerals or crashes come out and if, if it's kind of a slow day i'll of course I have the radio and i'll go back up you know uniform guys on different calls and stuff like that yeah but other than that i mean that's, yeah that's one thing i do like about police work is you never know what you're gonna be doing from day to day it's not the yeah, same it's always thing. interesting yeah most people when they go to work they they're basically doing just especially a factory worker oh i can't do that no. i could not go in and know and let's say i worked at a car factory and i you know my job was putting seats in a car or something i know every day i'm gonna be putting seats in a car yeah i think i should go completely insane <laughs> i couldn't do that that'd just be too mind numbing for sure oh yeah yeah I, I just so i guess some people like it the routine of it yeah so what are some of the major challenges in your job if you have any uh now uh yeah. In modern day, now is just, you know, a lot of people, because of the the news and the media and the politician, and the, the hate for cops is just just horrible. So that's the main challenge. Yeah. It's just the, the, the civilian population. And it's such a strange, it's strange because, like I said, I'm an old school cop now, and uh, all these younger guys coming on, uh, they did. They they didn't experience it. I remember back when nine eleven happened, and uh, you know everybody loved it, loved this back then. Now that yeah. was you know you got, we could be driving down the road, not in the area I'm working, but uh, I've seen it. You know, and people would actually write that a cab on the back of their car and stuff. I'm like, geez, look at that shit. I mean, you know, fuck twelve and and all that crap like that. And it's like, really, really. It's like I said, you know what's sad. Because uh, it was a couple, what was it, 
two two years ago or so. Uh, in the parades, and if anybody watched the live feeds and stuff I did, I did the parades. I I stop and shake hands and talk to every single person I possibly can to. And uh, yeah, I had this one girl, woman or whatever, ref- just straight up refused to shake my hand or even speak to me. Just hated me for the sheer fact I had this uniform on. She didn't know me. She didn't know me from Adam. She just hated me for the job that I do. And I looked at her in her face and told her, I said, you know what? I said, that's fine, ma'am. I said, you can hate me all you want to, but just know if you need me and call, I'm still coming to help or try to save your life, even if it means my exactly. own. So have a nice exactly. day. And it's just that, that I think that to me right now, that's the biggest thing. It's just you don't have the whole population, but there's a large group of population. They just, they just, you know, hate the police. I mean, the narrative out there, you know, is that cops get up in the morning, strap our, put our stuff on, go to work, go out and start trying to shoot black people. No. And it's like, <laughs> that's so far, <laughs> so far from the truth. They, they just, they, and they don't even know the stats. I mean, the stats are like, it's very, very minimal, but that's all you hear on the news. It takes one thing. And I can yeah, show it's you. it's sensationalized, so then everyone believes it. Yeah. Well, I can show you news stories all the time where a white cop shoots a white person or uh, this happened or this happened. If it's not the proper, if the person's skin color don't match up with their narrative, they just, they don't talk about it. But if it's, you know, oh, this white cop shot this black guy, oh, it's national news media, even before they even know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good, is it? So that would be probably your biggest challenge at the moment. <laughs> yep, yep, it is. And everybody's like, oh, you know, George Floyd. It's like, hold on. First of all, George Floyd was a criminal. Did he, des- yes. did he deserve to die? No, no. He deserved to die. Do I agree what would happen to him? No. I would handle the situation differently, but I wasn't there. Unfortunately, yeah. the man died. Do I believe that Derek Chauvin, Chauvin killed him from having a knee in his neck? No. I believe that if he George, if they left George Floyd in the car with the windows down to a medical, got there, he'd have died in that back seat of that car. Because I think he ate a whole bunch of drugs when he saw the cops walking up on him. But unfortunately, yeah. this cop, they had what? How many of them out there? Four or five of them. Four or five. Yeah. There was there was no reason to leave that man on his belly that long. I would have never once he once I got him in my police car and he's like, oh, I would have just left him there. I'd have rolled the window down and we would have stood there and waited and I got medical there. I'd yeah. never pulled him back out of the car. So, I mean, there was a whole bunch of wrong shit. He shouldn't have done what he did, but it's like, don't. <clears throat> it makes me madder now. I see, oh, they we, they put a, a statue of, you know, fentanyl Floyd up. I'm like, really? The dude was a freaking criminal. He was a criminal. Yeah. yeah. And y'all putting statues of him up? I mean, really? It's I like, know. just that that whole narrative. That whole narrative. I see people, you know, and I'm not going to say, because everybody says, oh, you know, with the white splain. I don't try to white splain. I believe, you know, I treat everybody, and anybody that knows me, I treat everybody exactly the same. I don't care what you look like. Yeah. I treat you how you treat me. Now, if you treat me like a piece of shit, that's a good chance I'm, you're going to get it right back to you. Exactly. I treat you. I think you, that's universal, that one. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, I, I work with. Black officers, white officers, it don't matter. I'm friends 
with a lot of, you know, the black guys I work with. Some of us go back and forth joking with each other, not around other people, because they're like, oh, they were being racist towards each other. Cause we, oh, my God, did you hear what Iceman said to Ra Ra Ra? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even though me and him or this other person is going to go complain about it. And it's then, yeah. so me and him, when we, when we do talk or joke around, we make sure we're by, we're like, we joke around with each other. So, I mean, it's sad that you have to do that, that we actually have to look around behind us to see who's listening. I know. That's, um, like in my work, my manager and I were talking one day and we were swearing at each other, like joking. And, um, we get a call to say, look, when you, when you're having a chat, can you keep the language you know, to a minimum, because someone complained about us, like, swearing. When you look at so. your manager and say, fuck, yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was something to that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it's like. You know, I wash You've my. You've got to watch what you say all the time. I wash my cursing when uh, I'm around civilians or public, you know, because you know how some people are. But, yeah. you know. Now, if you could walk up on my conversation, and I don't know you there, that's your fault. Yes. But, you know, I try to watch it, because it aggravates me, like, if I'm in a, a grocery store somewhere and stuff, and, uh, especially the younger generation, and I hear them, you know, F this, F that, and I'm like, you're you're in a grocery store, you know. I'm, I mean, I don't care if you cuss, but they, they do have little kids in here, you know. Yeah. Just like today, I stopped to get fuel, you know. That his guy there with his radio really loud. Like, I understand you like your music. I like my music, but not everybody wants to hear it, especially when it's no. a lot of vulgar language. And I'll tell, if it's got vulgar, I'll go tell him to turn it down, even though he's supposed to because he's over decibel level. But he's outside his car putting gas and he's dancing. I'm like, what does this look like Saturday Night Fever? This isn't a nightclub. Calm down. <laughs> Every, we see you. We see you, sir. Turn it down. Yeah. We're happy. How you doing? Everybody see him right there? That's what he wanted. Now turn it down. <laughs> yeah. That that shit pisses me off. Yeah, it is it is annoying. <laughs> What's that new So um how are you going after your sexual assault? Are you feeling uh, better? Well, I, I I bought a chastity belt. Yes. Yes, and I, I hide the key. I, mm-hmm. I bought I bought some dental dams too to keep when I'm around people to <laughs> to, to keep anybody from sticking their tongues in my mouth. Oh, it, it was oh. it was horrifying. I'm gonna get that guy Lassie on here one day because so he can try to justify himself because he just can't. He left me. Uh, <laughs> now uh, I, the other day when we did our last parade, I pulled up and I seen some of them large women, and I was like, uh oh. We were in our cars that day, though, because we were just both exhausted. <laughs> from just so you the, felt safe in the car. Well, my my unit, my unit's got like it's got really dark tinted windows, even the windshield's tinted, so you can't see in it. And uh, yeah, I seen him. I was like, oh, and I snuck back. And I got in the car and I locked the doors. I said, "Don't make eye contact." <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I don't know why the sexual. I mean. I mean, I, I could see. I mean, I was traumatized for it. I've had nightmares. Uh, I'm going to yeah. have to go to counseling, I think, later on. Yep. You know, 
It's so just, you probably have a bit of PTSD as well. So every time you see a large, every time I see a large woman in spandex and yep. like tiger print, you know, it brings back the memories. My motorcycle, I had to cover it up because it was having bad dreams. It's Fender. That woman violated the Fender. Oh, <laughs> I fired like I'm not joking. If I'd have fell down and that lady would have started twerking on my head, I'd probably be dead right now. I'd probably have a traumatic oh. brain injury. Them, my head would have got stuck between them booty cheeks. I'd just it have smushed oh, it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it would have smushed my head. That would have been terrible. I don't. I don't know why. I, I, still, I wish I could explain why this happens to me. Like I said, this wasn't the first time this happened to me at a parade. It's not, so you just you're like a magnet. <laughs> To, um, I don't know why. It's not like, it's like, look, they got them cute young cops over there. Leave me alone. Yeah. Go and hassle them. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, so we're not allowed to drive and talk on our mobile phones. Is that the same where you are? That goes from state to state or some cities. Some yeah. cities have their own laws. Now, in the state yeah. of Louisiana, you can talk on your phone. No, you're it's against okay. the law to text and drive. Yeah, which is but hard. You can talk. But you can talk. It don't have to be hands free. You can hold the phone up to you if you want. But uh, well, we're not even allowed to touch our phone. Oh, really? At all? No, no it's not. No, I've written some texting and driving tickets. You know, before. I mean, they're hard to catch people doing, especially you know, on a motorcycle. I can't. Like say, I was just checking my map. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. For five minutes. For five minutes, I actually was on the interstate one time on my motorcycle, heading into work, and uh, I went into your jurisdiction. But I saw this lady; she was swerving back and forth, really bad swerving, swerving. I'm like, this bitch, drunk at six o'clock in the morning. So finally, I, I worked my way up, and I get right next to her, and I'm close enough. Now I'm on my motorcycle, and it's a Harley Davidson Road King, and. I done drilled the pipes out, so I have no baffles in the pipe. So it's it's not obnoxious loud, but you can hear it. It's not it's not quiet. Yeah. You can hear me. And uh, I'm like right beside her driver window. Like I could like adjust her mirror if I needed to. I was that close. And I'm watching. I'm like sitting here watching her while she's driving, texting. Uh oh. You still there? The hell happened? What? Where were we actually up to? Uh, we were talking about some. Everybody on Mobile audio. Phones, I, that's I, right. I started the cell phones. <laughs> yeah, I started the the podcast back. We had a little break. Uh, my my power flashed over here, I believe, and it shut the computer and everything down. So okay, okay. No, over. Like I said, we you can talk now. I know in some cities, I don't know which ones. Uh, probably in California that you got to be like hands free or something like that it's different from area to area but over well, here but over here you, you can you can put your phone up there and talk all you would like to really mm-hmm. they've tried to pass it before where yeah for hands free where you can still talk but you have to be hands free but they just refuse to pass it for some reason well it's a very dangerous um thing to do well I believe you, we have more crashes now because of people texting and driving yeah. than, than ever before. And I ask, were you texting? No, no. The only way we really do it, I mean, I have to get a subpoena and a search warrant. It's, unless somebody's got killed or seriously hurt, we don't do that. But a lot of times, like, there was no reason for you to run in a ditch or, 
you know, how did you just run into the back of this thing? You know, because everybody's got their head in their phone. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't text and drive. If uh, the wife or somebody text me while I'm driving, I might pick up. I might grab the phone and push in driving and put it back down. If you need me that bad, call me. Yeah, and I don't even so hold we have, it up. We have um, cameras on our uh, traffic lights. Uh-huh. And so they catch people on the cameras with their phones, and they get sent a fine. So they take for pictures being on of their you phone with a little picture. Yeah. So all y'all traffic lights have that. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. Because uh, we have down here, they got some areas that have red light cameras. So if you run a red light, it'll take a picture and mail it to you. And uh, some places, yeah, we have, have them. Yep. Have some that'll if it catches you speeding, it'll take a picture and mail it to you. Which I think yeah. it's all of that's bullshit. Yeah. Because it's not a deterrent. Well, here anyway. Because no. since a, a police officer or deputy or whatever did not write you that ticket here, if you don't pay it, the only thing, the worst thing they can do to you is, you know, put it on your credit report. They can't, oh, okay. they can't come arrest you for it. It's considered a civil matter because. A cop didn't write you a ticket. It's a civil matter. So they, if you don't pay it, they can't come put you in jail. Huh. We and, get arrested if we don't pay ours. Uh, no, not here. And then, uh, wow. And basically, if 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 this my my deal is, I actually got a story I was going to talk about this on Wednesday. Uh, it's coming Wednesday. My deal is with with the traffic cameras and the speeding and the ticket, the ones that send you tickets. Uh. I think they're all bullshit because everybody's like, oh, it's just for safety. I'm like, no, it's not. If this this machine takes a picture of me driving 100 miles an hour down the road, did it stop me or slow me down from doing 100 miles an hour down the road? No. No. Did it, I mean, it's a money grab. That's all it is. Yeah. It's because. Oh, definitely. Because. <laughs> It's not going to stop. If I pull somebody over for doing 100 miles, they're, they're stopped. They're not doing 100 miles an hour no more. And there's a good chance I may put them in jail. If it, if the speed's too excessive or take their car, the the, the cameras are just money grab. They're, uh, it's, all, they, it's all they all are. Some of those yeah. red light cameras have actually caused wrecks because uh, people know they're there because I always have to be marked, you know, red light camera and all this shit like that. And people live in the air they know it's there so if that light turns yellow on you you know most people like just go under it now if it turns yellow they'll lock their brakes up because they don't want to get the ticket so that's right they'll lock their brakes up next thing you know somebody's rear-ending them because next thing you you just slammed your brakes on all of a sudden so now you have an accident so i I just i mean that's that's what i think about the cameras i just think it's totally asinine and been, yeah. and the odds are taken. So somebody is sitting there watching those cameras all the time to see if somebody's on their cell phone, or does it kind of like how's the camera know if you're on your phone or not? I think they're just continually looking. I suppose somebody, I don't know. Somebody must have to be sitting there watching it. <clears throat> not unless y'all have some kind yeah. of facial recognition stuff or some kind of stuff. I don't know what. Yeah, I haven't looked that far into it. <laughs> Personally, um, I think they should. I know they got to have the. They they got to have the be able to technology to do it. That whenever you put your car in gear to drive, it automatically 
shuts it off where your cell phone won't work. Then we don't have the problem. Oh, okay. Yeah, that will be a good the idea. Only, the only way your cell phone's going to work is if you physically put it your car in park. Then your cell yeah. phone would start working again. To me, yeah. that would be the best bet. I'd say so. So as long as your car's in gear, you can't, you know, or something that makes it where the car's in motion or something like that. But I just think that would be the best bet. I, I guarantee you that traffic accidents and deaths would go down if that they would do that. I definitely would. Because people, but you, you can't change. Um, you can't change idiots. Oh no! I pulled up now. <laughs> Was sitting in traffic. I was sitting in traffic one time. I think I talked about this one a long time ago in another season. I was on my bike heading home, and I looked. And this guy's in a like a brand new Corvette car, I believe. And uh, I look over because I'm sitting right beside him, and he's watching Fox News on his phone. I can't believe that. I'm like, okay, even though we're in traffic, you're, you're watching. So I waited for a commercial to come on, and I knocked on his window. And I was like, oh, excuse me, uh, you're not supposed to do that. It's against the law. Oh, I think I forgot to say, the girl that was on her cell phone that was texting and driving when I was right next to her, I chirped my siren at her, like right at her window. And it scared her bad enough that she did this and her phone flew across her car and landed over there. <laughs> and I just, I, and she looked at me and I just looked at her and she was like, she switched lanes and ended up, I don't know where she went, but she didn't want to be by me. <laughs> Yeah, her phone flew oh, across oh, the oh. car. It's like so. I know for for a little while until she got pulled over, she wasn't on her phone no more because it just flew across the car. <laughs> oh, very good. So what else you got? I see you must have. Okay, wrote, she's prepared. She actually wrote stuff down. I did. <laughs> so, have you ever used your status to get freebies? Have I used it? Like, yeah, walked in and no. Now have people, you know, there's several restaurants. Uh, uh, we have Chick-fil-A. Do have, I don't know if y'all have Chick-fil-A's or not. No. Well, Chick-fil-A is the probably the nicest people restaurant you'll go into the world. It's a Christian-owned place. They actually close on Sunday so their employees can go to church. But they sell chicken. And uh, not fried chicken, but like chicken sandwiches. It's very good food. Uh, they don't charge... Any cops in uniform, if you go in the store, I think they only charge half price due to drive through or something. But I've seen and I'm, I'm disgusted by it, and uh, it pisses me off. You got some places you go to, like I've been to some places that they'll give you a discount or they'll give you free food. And then uh, yeah. I've seen cops, a lot of cops will go frequent those places to eat. Uh, like sometimes they'll almost abuse it. And, uh, what pisses me off about it is like I've seen cops go in places like this unless they have a new person or they have a different manager because not all managers will do it. And they're like, they'll ring up their food and they're like, okay, you'll say it's just for instance $10. And usually they only charge you like $3. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen them do it. It's like, well, what about my discount? <laughs> pisses yeah. me, that pisses me off so bad. If they put it on there, it's fine. If they don't, I'm not going to ask for it. I'm not going to say nothing about it. I've actually paid for my food before. Had a new employee at a place. I think it was a Wendy's one time years ago. Ordered my food. It was a new new girl there. I paid for it. She charged. I paid for it. 
The manager comes up. Oh, no, we didn't give you. I said, your discount. I said, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I already paid for it. It's no big deal. But I was like, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I don't go in there expecting it and yeah. or nothing like that. But I, I've seen I've seen some uh, cops do it. They had a, this was probably close to 20 years ago. They, this, the place ain't even open no more. It was a little local pizza joint. Uh, locally owned and operated. Uh, did, what wasn't a franchise or nothing like that. And uh, this man, he was a super nice man. We'd stop in once, twice a week, and uh, you know he always fed us for free. He always fed us for for free, which was good because back in these days, when I first started in law enforcement, I made eight hundred ninety five dollars a month before taxes. Okay. Well, that's not much. Yeah, and I paid. Four hundred dollars a month in child support, so I didn't have really nothing to live on. So the free food, no. the free food helped Jeez. me. Yeah, free food and friends that I was, uh, my flatmates as we talked about were. Your flatmates. Yeah, my flatmates were <laughs> helped me out a whole lot back then. Uh, Excellent. But this guy, he he would, and I would never. I'd always order like a, a personal pan pizza, something small, you know. I, I never. Yeah. We'd always sit there eat and talk to him. Well, we went to stop there to eat one time, and uh, me and this guy I worked with, and the owner come out because he 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 was there working. Like I said, this was mom hop operation, and uh, he come out and he asked us about this other guy that worked with us that I wasn't friendly with at all, and he's not in law enforcement anymore for a long time now, which was rightfully so because some people, like I said before, should shouldn't wear a badge, and he was one of them. And, yeah. Uh, and he looked at us and said, oh, so-and-so uh, came in here Saturday. How'd that stakeout go that y'all were on? We're like, we said, what? Yeah, he said y'all were on some stakeout for something, something. And uh, he came in here and he got like five large pizzas and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, because this man never charges. So basically this, this guy went in there, lied and got five large pizzas for free, basically probably to go home and feed him and his kids or his friends or whatever he was doing. Uh, that's well, outrageous. Well, like I said, I, you know, they say about the thin blue line and all that stuff, well, wrong is wrong. And, uh, yes. Doesn't matter who that, you are, what that, you this do, man, wrong uh, this, is wrong. This man always took care of us, and basically what this cop did was steal. He lied. Yep. He lied about what he's doing, and he stole... He stole from this man. You know, this house man paid his bills and made his money, and he was nice enough not to charge us. And you went in there and stole from this man. So me and this other yeah. cop did. I went and uh, other cops that listened to me was like, oh, he's a rat or whatever. I'm, I'm Say what you want to. Wrong's wrong. And this guy had done other shit in the past. And uh, I went and told my supervisor. And uh, me, me and this other guy both did. We like, hey, I don't care how you want to handle it. This is what so and so did, and this is what he went and done and, and did it. And uh, the supervisor called called him up, had to meet him, and uh, went to, he, he confronted him with it. We wasn't there, confronted him about it, and made him made him go to that man and apologize and pay him for them five pizzas. Now, I mean, Excellent. I could, I mean, I could have ran, we could have ran, you know, to the way up higher and probably we'd have got him fired. Uh, he, like I said, we didn't, I want, he was a 
piece of shit. Like I say, he ain't yeah. a cop no more. But I mean, yeah, I mean, anybody out there can say what they want to say. The man, he was a thief. Okay. Yeah. And this guy, yeah. uh, he would he would uh, slack on his calls. He he would he could be closer to a call than you were and wouldn't even jump it. You'd drive past and see him sitting under a tree. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that, and uh, it's just this dude basically he he was a he was a piece of shit, and like I said, he shouldn't have had a badge on. He don't have a badge on anymore, and I doubt he ever will. So that's uh, good. So no, to answer your question, no, I, I've never <laughs> no. used. I, I I wouldn't do. Like I said, I still if somebody you know we um. Uh, I made a post, I think, on Twitter and I think maybe Facebook on there. Uh, over the weekend, me and uh, this other guy, Squidward, stopped after we dropped the per, uh, floats off in Morgan City and uh, for a breakfast joint. I got steak and eggs. He got steak and eggs. Actually, I got two steaks with some eggs because <laughs> they weren't big. But and I hadn't had a steak in a long time. And our bill together probably would have been about 45 bucks. And uh, somebody in a restaurant, Paid for our meal. I don't even know who. The waitress did. Nice. The waitress did come and say, "Hey, y'all are popular." They had like four different tables offered to pay y'all, pay for y'all food. Don't know who it did. I we appreciated it. Uh, I, I just I still I, I I left I don't know ten bucks on the table for a tip, uh, yeah. for her. But no, I would never. If if somebody gives it, I mean, I know some departments. I think some of them big cities like New York or something like that. If you're not even allowed to take a free cup of coffee or something like that. But yeah. we got convenience stores around here. They, you know, I mean, they just give you the drinks and stuff like that. But I don't go in expecting anything and would never ask for it. No. They have some well, that do. The ones that do shouldn't do it. It's just, exactly. It's degrading to me if they you ask if you ask somebody for it. Yeah, I think it's pretty rude. Um. Do you actually like donuts? <laughs> <laughs> Who don't like donuts? I know, but Who don't it's just like such a donuts? cliche that, you know, coppers are always eating donuts or something. Yeah, well, I don't call, I don't call them donuts. I call them crime crime-fighting super biscuits. <laughs> crime fighting super biscuits. That's right. Get that sugar rush. <laughs> but who don't like That's donuts? That's good. You know where that whole cliche yeah, came from, right? No. With, with the donuts? Uh, <laughs> way before my time, the only places, yep. it wasn't like now, the only places that were open <laughs> at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, that or 2 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, were the donut shops. Because oh, okay. the, the they had to get in there, the, the people that worked there had to get there at 2 o'clock in the morning to start making these donuts. And that's the only yeah. places that were open at that time, and they gave the cops free coffee. Because they wanted the cops hanging out there for it's free security, so yes. that that's where the cops would always be at the donut shop getting free coffee and drinking coffee because that was the only place open back back then. So that's where the whole so that's where donut, it all came from. Yeah, what even about donuts, <laughs> coffee? But like I said, <laughs> who don't like donuts? I mean, personally, I like the the Bavarian cream filled ones. Those are the best. Oh, yum. Or Eclair. Oh, eclairs are the best. Yeah, those, they, but everybody likes donuts. I had a guy one time, uh, okay, a story. Uh, we, uh, they had a jury going on. It was a, a jury. They were already seated. Yeah. And they called me and I said, uh, they asked me if I would stop 
and pick up like I don't know four or five dozen donuts to bring up to the courthouse to drop off because they have to feed the, the jury. You know, it was for the jury. So I'm like, all right, you know. And they said, we'll just give you the money back when we get when you get here. I'm like, okay. So I go by the local donut shop. Well, I'm standing inside in line waiting to get donuts. Not even for myself. This man, <laughs> this man turns around. And I hated it. Josh, okay. This man turns around. And you got to realize I was way younger. and uh, I don't know. I'm still pretty cocky, but I was probably more cocky back then. But just, I'm just standing here minding my own damn business. This guy turns around. said, what you doing in here? Getting donuts? I looked at him. I said, what are you in here doing? Filing your taxes? <laughs> I mean, the fuck you in here getting donuts too, stupid ass. You're not funny. Yeah. That's Why like, can't you get donuts? Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? Filing your taxes? He just kind of looked at me. I'm like, I don't get donuts. Uh, the 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 most cliche joke, and I know every cop in the world hates hearing it. We're tired of hearing it. So if anybody's listening to this that does it, stop doing this one joke. Okay. Every time we go somewhere, or we're do we're just minding our own business, getting gas, and you walking around with your friend, or your buddy, your wife, your husband, there. Oh, here here they are. They did it. They did it. They're right here. Okay, no, stop saying it. It's not funny. Really, it's not funny. We've not heard it many times. And and parents, stop telling your children when you around when you see us and you're with your child. See that man right there? If you don't listen, you know where you see, but he's gonna put you in jail. Stop it. Stop it. Just stop it. Stop doing that. Do not make your kids scared of me or any law enforcement no. person. I'm the person that, that they need to come to if they need help, not fear me. So stop That's doing right. that. Because a lot of times I, when I hear them say that, I'm like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to put you in jail. I said, but if your parents keep talking like that, I'm going to put them in jail, okay? So <laughs> they're like, look at me. I'm like, and I'll tell them. I'm like, don't tell your kid that. Don't make your kid scared of me. If they need help, they ain't going to want to come to me. They think, oh, they're going to put me in jail. That's correct. Tell your kids, yeah, see that man right there? a good right? way to go. No, you see that man right there? If you need help, you go see him. He's going to help you. So yes. stop doing that, too. And stop with the damn, oh, there they are. Here they are. They did it. They did it. Oh. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny. Oh, dear. So how does Iceman relax after a hard day? Oh, well, I do like my whiskey. Yeah. Uh my whiskey, uh, usually when I get home, I'll, uh, now, everybody probably thinks I'm an alcoholic. I might have one, my big Yeti cup, if y'all seen, I, was like, I, I got two shots of the watermelon whiskey in there, and the rest of it's filled up with the, the other stuff. So, yeah. it's probably a, t <laughs> you know, I might have one of those the whole time. So, I don't think I'll come home and get drunk, I don't tell you. But I like my whiskey. People don't realize the podcasting with this one and the other one that me and Holster do, does together. I mean, yeah. it, that takes up a lot of time. Even before I called you, I was in here working on on stuff for it. I'm always working on stuff on the podcast. Plus, how so that know. would help you take your mind <laughs> off a bad day, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, I, the podcast kind of my hobby now because I, I don't hunt and fish or anything anymore. So, yeah, I just yeah. like having my like I said, I'll have one drink or something like that. Not even stiff one, just. Just chill out. Just depends, chill out. Sometimes depends on what I might be watching on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. But that's just that's really it. Just kind of keep my mind <clears> off of it. 
I start working yeah. on podcast stuff for backgrounds, and I like messing with the green screen stuff. And uh, yeah, see what from, new things you can come up with. Yeah, I see how I can mess with whole stairs or something like that. On it. <laughs> Try to figure out <laughs> why my stream keeps screwing up. <laughs> okay, so this is a really hard hitting question, and I'm not sure how to ask it, but I'll give it a go. Okay. Uh oh. Okay, go ahead. What is a moose? What is a moose knuckle? <laughs> <laughs> now is it a male version of the camel toe yes yes right here we call it flies eyes flies eyes flies eyes <laughs> okay now we call it a moose knuckle that, a moose is, knuckle yeah. is that way because of the, the guy we call moose knuckle that's how yeah. he, that's because he got it because he was sitting down in his unit or somewhere and i guess his pants had pulled up and it was like cutting his ball sack in half so he had like a oh. big old moose knuckle down there so that's how he got that neck. yes because i'm assuming the camel toe was the camel toe worldwide yeah okay yes so yeah moose knuckle is the yeah that's when a man's pants is too tight and is splitting his ball okay sack. that's what i thought i just wasn't sure because when i first heard the moose knuckle i was like why would they call him a moose knuckle? <laughs> yeah, that you, you you were right though. You, you got it. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while, and then I thought, oh, hang on. Well, I'm I think a, it. Yeah, I try to explain <laughs> stuff sometimes when I'm going and talking because yeah. I don't think of all the time. Uh, like I said, I think you're my only Australian listener. You got to spread the word, but I don't think about I like will. people yeah. in other parts of the world that do listen that might not understand some of this stuff of course i'll say say i need i guess i need subtitles too because i'm to me i have no no accent you know i'm pretty sure i sound like a country hick you don't hear no, i you, can understand you you yeah. don't hear your accent no so <laughs> did you expect like because a lot of people expect australians to go like g'day mate you know, all this sort of stuff. I, I didn't know what to expect when I talked to you because I didn't, it's just kind of like, well, it seems like all Australians kind of sound the same. Maybe yeah. some people have a thicker accent. Here yeah. in the United States, it's from region to region. Yeah. From, if you listen to me, I have more of a, a country accent where i work yeah. at 40 miles away if any of y'all ever watch swamp people and stuff like that yeah. the way troy landry and stuff talks that's kind of how they talk in the area where i work just 40 miles away yeah. and if you go in the opposite direction towards new orleans new orleans people have a different accent home of people then you start hitting different states uh i know like uh california people to me they don't even have an accent they just kind of don't have an accent yeah. uh yeah. where is it at uh that minnesota or, or up up in that area uh where they parked the car or whatever they I mean every almost every region around the whole united states have different accents i mean i can go i can drive in a hundred mile radius around here and here you know probably six different accents <laughs> yeah yeah true that um, so you have yokels there, right? Yokels? You call them yokels or hicks or what do you call them? I see what you're trying to get, Willie. 
like a redneck or uh, you're talking about yeah, like well, local our people? equivalent of a yokel or a redneck is a bogan. Yeah, I mean, we got we've got plenty of rednecks around here. Some people are way more redneck than other. Or we got we'll, we'll like where I work at. They'll say to get they're from down the bayou because uh, down like, the bayou. Yeah, they oh, like I swamp see. people. <laughs> they live in a swamp basically. So. Well, with that show, swamp people. I'm so glad they have subtitles because <laughs> all I can hear is oh, gator. <laughs> <laughs> See, first time I watched it, it was weird because I, I was watching it and I was like, I said, why the hell they got subtitles? I mean, I can yeah. understand every word they said. Even though my, I don't I have could, that accent. The only but, word I ever understood was gator. And shoot them. Yeah, shoot them. <laughs> Go get that gator. <laughs> We got a gator down here. Let's go get it. <laughs> just I don't even watch it. I mean, it's entertaining, yeah. but I mean, just like any reality TV is not reality. No. Because uh, if they just showed it how they usually sew it, I mean, they pull the alligators up really slow and then shoot it in the head. They don't do all that fighting with them and stuff. They don't want to have to do that, wear no. themselves out. Uh, so it's all for TV. <laughs> but. It's I mean, all for television. Oh, exactly. yeah. Yeah. It's for te- hey, they made money doing it, so good for them. Hell, they got <laughs> famous doing it. So how are we doing for time? Because I've got a few zombie apocalypse oh, questions. You just keep going. going. I'm not – that's good thing about being my own executive producer. I have no um, – Don't have a time. I can yeah. go as long as I want to. Cool. Okay, so you hear on the radio that an invasion of zombies is coming. What do you do first? Uh, an invasion of zombies coming. What am I going to do yep. first? Yeah, what are you going to do first? Am I at work or at home? You Okay, we'll say you're at home. Oh, well, I'm going to start batting down the hatches, getting my ammo ready, make, yep. get my family secure, stuff like yep. that. Yeah, because I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know, I'm not a prepper, but yep. I do keep uh, – food storage you know so i'd be good we'd be good for a little while not not for extended long period right now but i wouldn't worry about nothing for a little while so you got a few jars of pickle juice (laughs) yeah i got some pickle juice and uh some (laughs) sardines pickle juice and sardines sounds yummy (laughs) (laughs) i don't mind sardines and pickle juice you just gotta eat them head first eat the sardines head first yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> okay, you walk into a gun store that can only carry three weapons. What would you choose? What if I'm if I'm taking the guns out? Yeah, and you uh, can only take three. Oh, I would get a shotgun, a twelve gauge yep. shotgun, uh, probably a pump, a pump action because uh, semi autos might jam up on me too much. Uh, yep. I would get. Uh, a rifle, some type of rifle, high-powered rifle, yeah. and, and and a pistol. I'd probably look for a twenty-two pistol, actually. Okay. That sounds good. Have you ever talked about the zombie apocalypse with a friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to yeah. talk like, like with a tot, and he's like, because I used to be a big Walking Dead fan, me and Bam. Yeah. I used to be yeah. a big-time Walking Dead fan, I need to finish yeah. it. I think it's over now or almost over. I need to finish it up. But 
I would say something. I was like, that's all right. Wait until the zombies get here. He's like, zombies ain't real. I'm like, oh, they're real. Trust me, they're, they're going to come. Yeah. They're, they're coming, and I'm going to be prepared, <laughs> and you're not. And See, I'm a bigger person, so all these little skinny fuckers just know if the zombies come and you're running past a fat person like me or a larger person, I'm smart enough. I'm going to trip your ass because I'm not going to outrun <laughs> you. I'm not going to outrun you, but I can trip you. And you may not be a whole meal for the zombie, but it'll slow them down enough to give yeah. you a chance to get away. Well, they are pretty slow, aren't they? Like- well, according to the things, and at first they're fast until I guess their legs and start rotting off and <laughs> shit. It depends on which movie you watch. And Walking Dead, they were kind of slow. And uh, what yeah. was that, World War Z or something like that? Them fuckers were, yeah. like, sprinting like they were in the Olympics or something like that. Yeah. So you just don't know what you're going to get, do you? No. Shotgun. Get a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you have the skills to survive? I would like to think I would. Yeah. I'd like to think I would, too. Yeah. I mean, you just got don't get bit or scratched. No. okay so would you rather share supplies with someone and risk running out or hoard them and be alone all right so you're talking about you're by yourself yeah so it says would you rather share supplies with someone and risk running out or hoard them and be alone that's it depends on me yeah. Depends on if I like the person or not. If it's somebody I think I could get along with, and I'd, I'd risk running out to have the company. But if it's yeah. just one of them people, I, I'm pretty quick on people. When I meet you, I done price sized you up within the first five or six minutes if I'm going to like you or not. And I'm yeah. usually pretty good on if I like you or not. And then, uh, so if I met this person five or six minutes in and I didn't like them, no, I'd just have to kill them and get them out the way. Yeah, because I'm not going to take a chance of them sneaking up on me while I'm sleeping or nothing. So I'm just going to take you out. Sorry. So if it happened, if you happen, then yep. you come across me. You, you might. You better hope you like me because I'm just. Gonna, it's about survival at this point. Exactly. I said, I'll, well, that's, yep. Sorry. I said, it just depends. I guess. Like I said, you got to. I'm not going to save somebody that's just going to drive me completely bonkers. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You'd rather be alone. Yeah. Or, you know, my luck, it would be, my luck, some tranny <laughs> would show up. I'd be like, no, no. It's like, It'd be a big, big lady in a leopard print. But I, I might take that if she's got a good personality. No, I'm just saying, can't. I just couldn't take the, you know, Caitlyn Jenner showing up or something. Now you can't take your hormones because we're in a zombie apocalypse. So now I got a dude oh. that look, really looks like a chick growing a beard. And oh, you know, yeah. I don't think yeah. we're going to have, you know, circus attractions aren't going to be in style during the zombie apocalypse. So I don't need a bearded lady. <laughs> You're kind of screwed, though. You're on an island. That could be good or bad. That could be good or bad. Exactly. I mean, I don't know what the population is over there. Oh, that's a good question. It's a lot. It's <laughs> <That's> a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I can't think of it on the top of my head. But uh, what is it? It's wow. a 30 million or something? Yeah, something like that. There's a lot. There are. Because yeah. didn't Australia used to be a prison colony, right? That's how it started Yes, out. it was. Yeah, yeah. So, so you were born and raised in Australia? Yes, I was born in Brisbane. 
So you Which have is the capital of Queensland. You have criminal DNA then, right? Yes. No. <laughs> well, everyone basically is, aren't they? <laughs> in uh, yeah. Australia, I guess we're all criminals. <laughs> that was a big ass piece of land. It's like, yeah, just ship them over there with them like crazy snakes and spiders. Those native people. <laughs> yes, we did have a conversation there because I was never been to Australia, of course, and I. I just had this picture in my head that whenever you went outside the city and it was like the bush that you had to watch out because the aborigines would like jump out and like no. use blowguns and try to kill you with deadly darts and stuff like that. No. And well, you was, know how you have um, Native American reserves? Oh, the Indians? Yeah. yeah. Reservations, you call them? Yes, they basically so have we have certain areas like that for the indigenous people. Yeah, they do have big casinos on them. No, they uh, don't. Because a lot of the Indian reservations now have very large casinos on them. Because yeah. they don't have to pay taxes, which, hey, that's good. They don't have to pay taxes, so but they got these big casinos because they don't can make all this money from these people that like to gamble and not have to pay taxes on them. I mean, it was actually a yeah. good idea. Where they could make it's a some bit money. Dif- different here. Um, also, a lot of the um, places where they live, they're not allowed to have alcohol because it's a very big problem for them. So that sounds like the Indians here. Well, they could have it, but a lot of the yeah. Indians uh, have the, the fire water does not do good with them. Yeah, actually, a lot of bad sort of things happen in the Indian reserves, don't they? Especially uh, with the young women. I guess. I've never been to any. I know, I know think the closest. I mean, I think they have the Homa Indians in, in Louisiana, but yeah, I think they have more like in Oklahoma and stuff like that. Some of those areas have bigger Indian reserves. I mean, it's protected ground. Uh, I'm federal. I don't, nobody has jurisdiction on that land except for them. For them, yeah. Which I suppose, you know. I mean, we did. I mean, the. The white man did come over here and steal. <laughs> well, I can't say we stole it. We just kind of went to war and took it. But, I mean, that's right. That's what, that's what happens. I mean, that's what's happened ever since, you know, the dawn yeah, of I time. Mean, people, I mean, they've, they've had war. I mean, yep. the Romans were trying to take over half the world over there at the time. Yeah. Until they fell. I mean, it just happened. So, I mean, I, I can't. Just like everything else in the news and stuff, I mean, I don't. I, I didn't own slaves. I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, kill any Indians or nothing. So nope. could stop blaming me for everything. I had nothing That's to right. do with it. <laughs> Look, we're we're all living in this world trying to survive. So you know. Yep, we're all. None of us are better than the other. Well, I tell everybody, I said I believe in one race, and that's the human race. So you yes. can keep all this other crap. You know, I just it's just stupid. Yeah, it is. Well, all right. That was most of my questions for you. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Don't go away. I'm going to shut it down. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Anybody else out there has questions for the Iceman and you do want to come on, just let me know. You can email me. Y'all go check out the Etsy store. Uh, I'm always putting some new stuff on there. Uh, And I got it very minimally priced. Uh, You can... You know, help spread the word. Go tell people about the podcast. Uh, if you're on Apple, write a review. Give us five star. Or go follow us on also on YouTube, TikTok, 
I'm on TikTok, uh, Facebook, and all of that. I do do some live streams every now and then, not with my face on there when I do escorts. Go follow those channels also. And then until uh, next time, uh, remember to be safe. Watch your back. Watch your partner's back. And remember to smile because the Iceman could always be behind you. <laughs>